0: Welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child, and we do continue to encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee, and I welcome you back to our special series, The Common Concerns of Parents, where today we discuss a very important question parents have, why do I feel so incompetent as a parent? Dr. Gutstein talks to us today about how those incompetent feelings are connected to the lack of growth seeking in your child. Dr. Gutstein continues.
1: When when your primary function, which is growth promotion, mental growth promotion is taken away from you. What are you going to focus on? As a parent, if if you're not there to promote their mental growth, what's left? And I think that's where these sort of other things. You get some parents who get hung up on behavior, some speech, right? Some on, uh, you know, if the child has some, some more rote academic skills, they love that. They get involved in that or, or, or try to stimulate it if they don't. But they focus on things that are sort of, a sub, as I say, a substitute for the main function of a parent. You know, if you think about a main function past survival, you know, maintaining the child, but once that's established, the main function is promoting their male growth. And you take away growth promotion and you have a child who's not growth seeking, right? Then what what is my relationship going to be like with this child? What am I what is my what is our common focus going to be? And so you could see why other things then become, you know, go to rise to the forefront, right? become predominant because it has to be about something. What is the topic of my parenting going to be about? Right.
0: I think it's interesting too, because since you've been sharing with us the research showing that the growth seeking just doesn't take place. It's that whole what's missing piece. Yeah. And nobody identifies that except the work that you're doing with RDI. Nobody's identifying that as a missing piece. And in fact, I think I can say this too, as a, a parent, your friends and your surrounding relatives and people who care about you when you start seeing something's missing, but you don't know what it is. Something's not quite right. Oh, they just have a different personality than your other child or, Oh, they're just some, some people are more this than that. And so you kind of had that from a early start, like, so it's not occurring maybe to parents that at all. Oh, I don't
1: think it is occurring. And you know that the growth seeking of a child is so It's just so much a part of us as human beings that, and part of children especially, it's never something you have to cultivate. It's not something, if you have a typically developing child, you you ever have to think about It's something they're, you know, they're using a lot of energy to to, to initiate, to maintain, to engage you in in that. Um, and, And when it's not there, when it's never been there, when it's there and it's lost, I think then you can feel it. You know, a child has gone through some trauma or accident or injury, you know, and, and you can see. But when it's never developed, I think if you really have a harder time becoming aware of it. Some parents do. There are some. Um, they may not use that term, but they'll, they'll know that something, you know, is, is getting in the way um, of, of that. But it is, it's one of those things in, 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 in I think, in human beings that are so, um, it's considered so much a part of us that when it's not there, I mean, nobody thinks about it. You know? It's just, uh, you know, I don't know what else to say about it. But it, it really impacts everything. If you think about the impact of this, this dynamic system of the family and parenting, when you take out the primary function, <laughs> Uh, That, you know, what becomes a primary function, you know, starting at the second half of the first year of life and becomes more and more of the primary function, who knows what the impact is going to be. I mean, I think for different families, it's going to be different, but it's going to be extreme for everybody. And I I think that um, for the child, as well as the parents, and then, you know, for for the way they impact each other, they influence each other. It's just removing this huge chunk of what we're about, what a family's about, what parenting is about. Um, and there's a lot of different ways, that, you know, a lot of different trajectories then that can occur.
0: Well, and that leads me to my next, uh, popular topic that parents will start out with, which is I really, and this is already knowing about RDI, some, a little bit limited. Um, I'm really wanting to focus on my child, not me. Yeah. And so of course that's, of course, the question
1: I would then ask is why? <laughs> why do you want to do that, I ma'am? Mean, I really would say, well, tell me why. Uh, and not in a defensive, I would say, well, tell me why you don't want to focus on learning to, to do
0: this. <laughs> and I wondered. I think it's because I think it's because they still haven't made that discovery about the impact it's making on them.
1: Another issue, which is they feel so inadequate. And they feel so hurt and damaged. I, I think that if you take any parent who doesn't feel that and they have a child with a problem, they're not going to come to you and say, I don't want to focus on me. They're going to say just the opposite. Tell me what to do. Help me learn. You stay away from my child. Tell me what to do. You know? No, serious. I think that's exactly what you're going to hear from a parent. Unless they feel so damaged, so inadequate, where they say, please don't, it's almost like they're saying, please don't um, put me in a position where I'm going to fail again. So, I mean, my response is always going to be in a very non-defensive way. Well, tell me why, you know, you don't want to learn what to do. Because that's the message you think, you, you know, you're hearing, right? Uh, directly imp- directly you, you, you take over my child and leave me out of it is what you 're hearing right and you know it 's almost it 's sort of crazy to think you 'd have to say you know parents are are, are critical for children 's development i mean i mean it's it 's condescending who wouldn 't know that right? Why would you even have to say that i don 't think that 's the issue that you would have to tell people that because you don 't have to have any education to know that you can be a tribal person you know in any culture know that whether it's the extended family the nuclear you know that's what family is so you know when someone says that you really wonder what we have to know what it is that they're, they're saying i mean the other thing is are they saying don't blame me," right This could be what they're saying or are they saying please don't ask me to do anything because i feel so inadequate because really cat think about it um you have a typically developing child, you know. Now, the exception would be if you have uh, an obnoxious oppositional teenager. Where you would say, "I don't want to be in the room with them. Just do something to them, fix it," you know. But it's the same feeling. It's that same feeling, except it's more phase where you just feel out of control and you're saying, "I can't do anything." Right? That's why you would say it. Other than that, right? And and if you think about it as a parent, but there's no other. If you don't want people doing stuff to your kid. Out of your control, if you're a parent, right? If you're a success, you want to have control. Why would you want to give that up to somebody you hardly know who God knows what they're going to do? So I, I do think that that's important when they say that it's not the time to talk somebody out of it. It's really time to try to say something in a way that it's understand, trying to understand it and say, yeah, well, that's an important thing you're saying. Tell me why, you know, Tell me why. Tell me what it is that you don't want, why you don't want to be the one learning to guide your child. And think about that. Think about somebody asking you that question. Why would you not want to guide your child? Most people are going to say, no, no, of course I want to guide my child. Oh, well, then what is is it that, that you really don't want to make sure, you know? What is it you're really saying that you want or you don't want? If they say, well, can't you just work with my child? Is that what you're saying? Well, sure, but then what what are you gonna learn if I do that?
0: Thank you, Dr. Gutstein. And thank you for joining us for ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we continue to encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.